last time. Oh, come in, please, come on in. Uh, we have to stop meeting like this. Oh, but I guess I don't want you to be waiting that long, so come on, uh, please. You're all comfortable? Uh, are you ready for my presentation? We're all we're ready to have our ears open, ready to learn? All right, wonderful. Uh, well, I need to say, I guess I need to get something off of my chest. I have been testing you this entire time. And unfortunately, if I look at the numbers here, you have all been failing. You've been failing. Adorably, of course, uh, with the plucky stumbling into success without actually knowing what you're doing. Thing that only befits Cassandra's crew of powered misfits. But you are failing nonetheless. I think it's about time that I spell this out for you. Gutenberg waves his hands and conjures a projector, which is pointed at a blank wall next to him. Uh, the projector is connected by a VGA cable to a very old and chunky laptop, like the size of a briefcase. It is very large. Um, the image that is being projected on the wall is a drab and professional looking PowerPoint using one of the basic templates that definitely came with the program. Uh, this first slide says 20XX to 20XX plus one LT3 testing and destruction plan. He clicks to the next slide as he says, next slide. Here's where it starts. Once I knew that Cassandra was defending herself with some, oh, random citizens that seem to have displayed some aptitude, I definitely got interested and I wanted to see what you can do. So I created the Giga Bear. You immediately failed that as the museum in her name almost came down on your heads. Not a great start, but you know, room for growth. You gotta learn on the job. I think that's a managerial thing. You'll grow into the position, definitely. Um, uh, next slide. I watched you bumble through negotiations with the organized crime in Lake Town City, which almost turned one of you, and I got that all on film. I was standing right there. I had actually sent that video around to the billionaires group chat, how the Knight of Mirrors needed to bail you out, and thank you so much for showing me how suggestible the mob is. Plus one mushrooms make infinitely more money as an illegal product than a legal one, and the Marconis are so much more amenable to phone calls in the middle of the night if I just like have an idea than the people at Juice. We gotta work nine to five? Come on. The business, it's 24 hour business, come on. Uh, next slide. I was trying to help out John Paul, who was coming off of that terrible breakup, and I gave him some stock market advice, but you had to get in the way. I hope that he was able to find love again, or at least find himself. I hope he's doing okay. Um, next slide. Oh, I, I baited Emily Slaughter into checking out 8 Square Plaza for your <laughs> gala. And I set up a shell corporation, so actually you were the one who was paying me for the rental, which is very funny. I also suggested to a bunch of guys who weren't invited to go check it out, you know, Painkiller Larson is surprisingly a good hang. I don't know why you didn't send him an invite. He could have used the help. Next slide. Of course. I had the People's River working around the clock on the biohacking that involved in Animal Awakening, 
because animals deserve to be as smart as us, of course. And they were just picking up the work that Cassandra had started in the 90s and had kept around as her own little butler. Why do you think I grabbed January at the gala? Just to make you look bad? Well, of course, I did it to make you look bad, but you can have more than one reason for doing things if you're a mastermind like me. You split your mind into two, they're thinking at the same time, like running two computers at the same time. Can you, if you think about that, just try to imagine. Oh, and of course, the People's River are working for nothing but a ice beam laser rifle blueprint and a dream. You gotta love working with cults. They really have their eye on the ball. Uh, next slide. Oh, and of course, you've seen Monty, the kind of the capstone to this whole thing. I saw the news reports. Let's see if facts can stand up to the wild image of the people's disgraced, disgruntled mayor riding on top of a monstrous image of their hometown. I don't know if the people will come around on you as you think you will. And of course, Super is charging in to save the day, even before their formal announcement during this beta period, narrowly avoiding the contraband of the one-up mushrooms that are stashed at the downtown juice storeroom, which of course I had the mob guys put in their back room. There's a final click as the PowerPoint runs out of slides and just shows a black screen. Gutenberg steps forward, picks up the projector, and spikes it onto the ground, just as Aggie had done to the N64 back on May 1st. But before it reaches the ground, the projector dissolves into pixels. But here's the thing. No matter what happens here, even if you beat me up, throw me in jail, and there's a drawn-out legal battle, I'll get out eventually. I have the lawyers. I have the time on the money. It's fine. Or maybe you become just smears of ink on the palms of my hands. It's already happening. A third of the population of Lake Town City is pixelated. Did you know that? You know, you probably knew that. But who cares? They'll still vote for who I tell them to vote for. And I can never really go away, you know. There will always be someone who can take my place. And they really remind me of me. <laughs> Face it. Multi-tool. Volcani. Kilanova. You cannot stop me in a way that matters. The press is already printing, and I like what it says. So the thing you wanted slash needed was Dr. Morrow out of the job of mayor, and then you could fill in all of the town with your little, your little pixel people, and then you could elect whoever you wanted, right? Oh, oh, Vol. vol Please don't vol, call vol. me that. Well, I don't. I assume that it's your real name as a shirt. That you—that's what it is. I don't know your real name. I wish you had uh, exposed it like everyone else. But no, no they'll. Oh, Vol. That is only one part of the plan. Uh, I had. I needed Cassandra out of the way because she was freaking annoying. Really? God, this guy's petty, huh, guys? And you know, honestly, the infinite creation engine is already going. Oh, I, I see that you've uh, you've seen my my newest creation, the ultimate creation, the infinite creation engine. I can create whatever I'd like, but like I I just don't have the wild imagination that Dr. Cassandra Morrow has. So I was able to extract some of her own brain energy, and I kind of put it in this this bad boy right here. Uh, so the plan's gonna happen regardless or not. 
This thing is going to create everything that I want. Super is going to take care of everyone's problems. Someone that I appoint or that I want will be mayor. Maybe Triple Kid could do it. Mm, I do have the face for politics. Uh, absolutely. And you have the connections as well. Anything, it's already happening. You, you, you don't understand. Who cares about the way you get there? It's just what you get. I think this is the problem that you're not understanding about good guys and evil guys is that we don't just want an end goal. We don't have an end and the means are important. So we're going to kick your ass with our means. And then Milo points to Val's biceps. Val flexes. <laughs> you know what? I feel like we don't have a full party here. And they don't sit you down at the restaurant before you have a full party. Uh, why did you Why did you come on out? I just the, the extra spice that I'm adding to this thing. Or maybe it's the perfect wine for the meal, right? Behind you, you hear. I'm just here for the job, all right? I'm going to fucking kill you. Can I grapple a sommelier? I'm still stretched. Sure. Please make an athletics check. Um, 11 plus 1 for 12. Okay. Anyone assist? Uh, yeah, I read an action to give you guidance. So oh, that's can right. I do yeah. that? Yeah, add the guidance. Okay, plus 1. So 13. Uh, I think, yeah, you turn on the sommelier and you do. And what do you do? Well, I had stretched out to help Val have leverage to open the door. Mm-hmm. So I'm still long and I'm standing the furthest at the back toward the door. So as soon as I whip around and see her there, I coil around her like a spring. Hell yes. circle around her two or three times. Hell yes. I think you try to coil around the sommelier and wrap her up. She pulls spikes out of her skin and it kind of shrugs you off while cutting into you. Be like, it's just a job. I don't know what you don't understand about this. It's all just a job. A job in my town that affects people I love. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't know this was all about you. It's about the effects your actions have on the world. It's not good enough. It's going to be your last goddamn job. I know for a fact you're not hurting for money. You don't know anything about my finances. Oh, I love it when the poor people talk about how much money they don't have. It's my favorite activity. I need everyone to roll initiative. Yeah, that's what I figured. Yeah. 15 for me. 13. 13 for Val. 16 for Milo. Hell yes. All right, let me roll initiative for my friends. All right. <laughs> Let's do it. All right. 20, the infinite creation machine is going ah. to begin. Gutenberg says, fire it up. I'm going to show you what real power can do. And then you see that there's like a jolt of energy that surges through the wires as the drones are holding it holding it up as like the mat sphere kind of spins around. Like energy and power and light are coming out of the mat sphere. The bottom turns up to be facing you and out of the sphere steps a small mech. Uh, it's about 10 feet tall. Uh, with Wait, a ten- small mech that's 10 feet tall? I guess it's relatively small for what Small I'm for mechs, I see Small for mechs, yes. A cannon on one arm stained with pink, white, and brown. The colors, of course, of Neapolitan ice cream. Because inside is the sweet old grandma of Ma be like, I like being recreated, children, because now I don't have the debilitating disease that I need this. I just do it for fun. Ma's ice cream mech is standing in front of you. Ma trains their ice cream cannon at all of you. 
I need everyone to make a dexterity saving throw, please. Danger sense. Danger sense allows me to roll with advantage on dexterity saving throws against effects that you can see, such as traps and spells. Yes, that would count. I have never known what the language of that is. I got you. Uh, There you go. 18. 16. Ooh, dirty 20. Nice. Oh, that's all very good. Uh, Ma shoots at all of your feet, which gets sticky with Rocky Road ice cream, but none of you get stuck in the ice cream biz, but I need everyone to take five points of ice damage. Fine. Ow. I rolled so poorly. I rolled 3d4 and I rolled five. So I just want everyone <laughs> nice. to know that, how that happened to this, your your friend Eric right here. So now it is, you are standing kind of in the doorway here. The There is 10 feet of ice cream stuck on the ground around you, which is going to be a little bit of difficult terrain, but none of you are affected in any sort of other way. It is now Milo's turn. Cool. Milo is a... Uh of two minds. Mm, Milo. <laughs> but I think because his friends talked to him and talked him off a ledge earlier today, he is able to... Actually, I just want to roll for this. Yeah, I got a 19. <laughs> Save that for your attacks, wow. bud. He is uh, constitute enough to resist the automatic urge to just pull out an actual knife and stab the Somali. <laughs> <laughs> cool. But what I am going to do, Eric... My boy, my friend, my DM. I'm going to cast Heat Metal at fourth level on those wires attached to Senor Gutenberg's head. Sure. Sounds great. So any metal object I see in range will glow red hot. Any creature in physical contact with that object takes now 4d8 fire damage when I cast a spell. Great. Until the spell ends, I can use it as a bonus action on each of my turns to cause this damage again. Milas is a little bit overconfident probably in this situation, so he's going to sort of like snap his fingers <laughs> and the wires start to glow with necrotic glowing energy. And anyone who's ever worked with wiring knows that that heat transfers, baby. Yes, it does. Yes, it does. Yes, it does. Yeah, I like this. I think where do you want the heat to start? Flavor-wise, like just like what the closest wire to me is, wires, and just I want it to like travel down the wire to his face and head. All right, yeah. Roll the damage. Seven, seven, 19, 24 damage. Cool. Okay. And I assume that's doubled. Here's what happens. There are two wires here, right? Okay. I think that you can only do one is my understanding. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Because it's like individual objects, right? Remember the drones are carrying the wires right now. So you did 24 damage? Yes. Each one has five drones that are carrying the wires to keep it from touching the ground. <laughs> Immediately, as the heat like travels down the wires, two of the drones just immediately pop <laughs> in like an aud- like they're audible balloons. And then another one like looks hot. It kind of goes from like being a black bomb to being a red bomb. <laughs> it is just like heating up, and it looks it looks uncomfortable. The little circuit breakers, little fuse boxes. I guess. Yeah, they are like standing. They're like in very much enveloped in the wire. I think you can see that like they're not just holding it. Might as well be attached to their bodies. Key metal, you can keep the concentration going, and we'll decide if you want to do that on your next turn to do the bonus action. Cool. But Gutenberg's like, <laughs> Gutenberg's like, can I? Can you please respect the help? I would really appreciate it if you just did that. 
Uh, wonderful, wonderful idea, Brampton. It is now Triplicate's turn. Triplicate is immediately going to be like, I don't, I don't need to hire help. I'm my own help. I'm my own girl boss. And just starts pulling copies of themselves out. Amanda, can you make a roll for me really quickly? Yeah. Two. Two. Okay, never mind. And yeah, Triplicate pulls three copies of themselves out. There are now four copies of Triplicate wearing this immaculate dark purple sweatsuit. And they stand in front of Gutenberg in his chair and kind of just like ready themselves in front of him, kind of standing as much as a wayfish rich person can do uh, as kind of a security team. Uh, It is now Aggie's turn. Aggie still has the tuning fork in her hand. Yeah. She kind of forgot about it when she tried to just grapple the sommelier. I think you are definitely up in the sommelier's business right now. And just like, Aggie, you have to understand, you need to take a job because that's the only thing you could do. If you you think that I'm doing the wrong thing, fine. But if you want to kill me over it, that's your choice. I'm going to whisper to her and say, nobody's killing just let me put you out of commission for this fight, okay? And she whispers back, absolutely, boss. Damn. Can I just zip tie her? Is she cooperating? Make it look real. Yeah, I mean, if that's what you want to do. Okay. If uh, I think that you you have this tentative trust and, you know, you'll see what happens depending on what okay. you want to do. All right, so I'll whisper back, just well, let me sell it for a sec. And then I'll use the tuning fork to, like, jab at the spikes and try to, like, knock them off of her. So I'll attack her with the tuning fork. Please do. Fuck. That's a natural one. Oh, boy. You have multiple attacks. Okay. All right. All right. So one on the first attack. Let me yeah, try that's again. That's a three plus eight for an 11. Um, that does not hit. Get rid of those dice. If this is a little bit what you want, you are swinging at the kind of spikes and it's just clanging off. And she's like, oh no, multi-tool, you're getting me. What are you doing? What are you doing? I was trying. Okay, I missed. I don't want to burn my last luck point. That's not enough. Um, no. Just as a bonus action, I'm going to attack again. Sure. This is just, this will be just with uh, your martial arts. Yeah, this is just monk stuff, not the tuning fork yet. Yeah. Six plus eight for a 14. That does not hit. Again, you try to hit, clang off her, um, the metal armor. She's kind of uh, wrapped around herself. All right, well, what are you? Just j- just fall down. Just fall down. <laughs> no. No one's going to believe that. Can you, should you want to just shove, shove me? Get me out of here. Go push me towards the, towards the hallway. Or close the door. Yeah, something. Okay, fine. Let's push her back out into the hallway. Sure. Yeah, make another attack for me. 14 plus 8, 22. Okay. Ugh! She stumbles backwards as you, like, <laughs> do you stretch your arms all the way back? <laughs> like, well, I'm still long, and so I'll, like, let my body, i like, rear back with my long torso and then push her forward <laughs> into the hallway. Oh, you got me! I'm gonna, uh, don't worry, I'm getting in there! Academy Award. Oh, wink and give her an okay face. It's so funny. All right, Val, it is now 13 initiative. Val, it is your turn. What up? Uh, bonus action. Mantle of flame, please. Hell yes. And then... I want to take my movement. You said there's some like sticky ish going on in front of me. Yes, you are. Uh, this the ice cream from the uh, ice cream mech has made it sticky around you, so it's difficult terrain. Sure. How much movement is it going to take for me to go through the ice cream? Um, it will be twice as much, so it'll take twenty feet instead of ten. Okay. Well, my movement's forty, so I should be okay. You're yeah. You you good, Sonic the Hedgehog. Thanks. I, I Sonic the Hedgehog through it, and it like burns up 
through the path that I, I went through. Yeah. I would like to use my action to cast Bonfire on the Infinite Creation Engine. Hell yes. Since uh, this is a volcano, you can do it wherever you want in vertical space. What would you like to do? So the way you described the sphere was that the top and the bottom were open, correct? Correct. Yeah. And you can create like a, a volcano that shoots up in the air. Yes. So Fuck I would yeah. like to burst through the bottom as far up to the top as possible. Hell yes. I love that. And because I have Mantle of Flame going on right now, whenever I roll fire damage on my turn, the roll gains a bonus equal to my charisma modifier. Sounds great. Great. So let me start rolling these. How dare you use items against me? You're welcome. Okay, six plus three. That's a 16. 16 points of damage? 16 points of fire damage on nice. the infinite engine. Hell yes. Uh, here's the thing. It is a machine. It doesn't like being on fire. <laughs> like, <laughs> a lot of things don't, I find. Yeah, it's just a weird thing. I do like this idea. I don't know if you've done it like this before, but like with your fire gauntlets, you literally create a very small volcano that shoots magma up into the air that kind of shoots all the way through the center, the roiling center. I think that some of you see it like flashes red maybe for a second. All of the green things are just like, ah, no, don't do that. That is expressing through color. And then it, it comes back to brilliant green. Nice. Like an early 2000s sweatsuit, they go hot pink. <laughs> it says juicy on it for a second. <laughs> it says juicy on its butt, which is wild. Because it's a sphere and it doesn't have a butt. <laughs> or is the whole thing the butt? Huh. That's a good question. We thought Milo had a dump truck ass. I think the sphere part of it is, in fact, the butt because it has the holes coming out of it. That is very true. It is now the infinite creation engine's turn again in an uninitiated count 10. As again, it turns the other way, trying kind of to, to avoid the avoid the volcano and maybe points a little bit to the left. It's like, nope, we're not going to create something right there. <laughs> and then you hear a growl come out from inside and you see one large white paw and another white paw and then a snarling mouth filled with icicles and you cool. see and you see 13 feet long this is the giga bear its fangs and all of its teeth are terrible icicles i hate this and the first thing it does it growls at all of you and then immediately throws itself onto the bonfire Oh, so to, to, to get rid of it. <laughs> it puts its mouth just over the volcano, the little volcano there, and it like clamps down on it uh, with its icicle teeth. And it's also going to take the full damage that you're doing. 23 points of damage. Great. It takes 23 points of damage. But then it, it like, I'm not going off of Pokemon rules. I'm going off of Adventure Time rules here, where they, uh, when Fire and Ice fights each other, the fire also has the ability to be chilled out to an, a moment where it cannot hold itself anymore. So the Giga Bear uses its action to try to chomp down and cool the volcano. You see that as it, it, the volcano kind of like, implodes so the bo the crate bonfire is now gone however you see that as it roars again at all three of you half of its teeth are gone it still has the big icicle ice fangs but like you see that it's like someone ripped out half of its teeth oh, no. or melted out half of its teeth very quickly would you consider that a melee attack uh yes it would great uh it's also going to take an additional three damage of fire piss what is that in total julia 26 fire damage Wonderful. It does not like fire damage. No, nor should it. It is now the Somalier's turn, and the Somalier says, I have to make this real. 
You don't know anything about me. You don't know about the debts I have. My brother was in a car accident. I'm still paying off those medical bills. I'm so sorry. That's fucked up. It is. And that's why I'm taking this job. Just because it's an immoral system doesn't mean you have to act immorally. That's only what people on Twitter get to say. That's not the real world. I don't know. Well, now you know, because I'm telling you. You think I wanted to take a job with a secret government? You think I wanted to take a job with a terrible villain? Kill me over it. Fine. But I'm just like you in some other ways. You're the grift, baby. (laughs) 2020X, you're the grift. 2020X, you're the grift. Um, The sommelier, like, rips the sleeves off the jumpsuit they were wearing, (laughs) and you see that there are massive blades on their arm, which they put together to look like giant wild scissors, and uh, they're going to snip at Aggie. Aggie, I need you to make a constitution saving throw. While Aggie's doing that, because you attacked one of my friends that's within five feet of me, you take nine damage. No! Yeah. yeah. Oh, why would you ghost me? I got a 19. A 19. Okay, that saves. You take... It'd be very funny if you were like, oh, you didn't save, and now Aggie's cut in half. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that... Julia, what do you think I was going to do? <laughs> no. Please take 15 points of slicing damage. That's half, baby. Shit. I actually get to half that again from my stretching dodge reaction. So I take half damage from attackers I can see. Yes. Yeah. No, you're right. That's one. That's Fuck awesome. Fuck it up. Uh, 15 divided by half. So yeah, just take seven. Fuck. Seven. Sorry about it. I like to think the hail of spirits is just the arm coming out of my chest and like slapping you when you attack Aggie. <laughs> yeah. I love <laughs> that. Yeah. Be like... I thought you weren't going to kill me. I, didn't we have a truce? I'm sorry I hurt your friend, but you shouldn't have put her in harm's way. That's not my responsibility. You need to protect your friends. Don't try to kill me just because you feel bad that you can protect your friends. I was using that to get down as fast as possible. I'm not trying to kill someone with a refrigerator. That's your problem, my man, not me. Do you see my hands? They're right here. I'm not doing anything. This is the ghost plane deciding that you are a bad person and need to be punished. I'm telling you on this material plane, you're a dick. Uh, as yeah, as like the sommelier was fully gonna cut you in half with her scissor body. You avoided something nasty, and I think that's what triplicates like when four triplicates are like, yeah, you're fighting. I'm gonna kill that motherfucker. It is now back to the machine's turn, which shares the initiative with Gutenberg is initiative twenty. So Gutenberg says, "It's just too late. I'm sorry. I'm sorry that you're late, but you know." Just like going to a meeting, uh, being early is on time, being on time is late, and being late, you're fired. Your union was not going to be able to help you. I don't, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> I think the machine, instead of creating something, is going to send the Gigabear at one of you. I think it's going to go at Val, because Val, yeah, you're the closest. All right, the Gigabear is gonna, going to attack you on this turn. What is your AC? 14. Hell yes. I rolled a 17 on the dice, so that's going to do it. Sure. For specifically for Val. Val, I need you to make a con save for me. That's fine. I'm good at those. Bam. 18 plus 6. Hell yes. 24. Val, I need you to take 36 points of cold damage. Yeek. Mm-hmm. And please roll a d10 for me. Okay. Um, just as a heads up, it is going to take another 3 fire damage for biting me. Thank you. I rolled a 6. 
Mm, a six. Okay, here's what happens. The Giga Bear bears its teeth at you and charges you and it chomps down on your face with its icicle fangs and you feel cold inside. I know that we talk about your fire kind of as your vibration and maybe you feel like you're slowing down almost. Like you, you are getting cold and when things that are moving fast get cold, it's, it just is not able to move as fast. So the next time you do an action, minus six. Okay. As you get that brain freeze, baby. Okay. But I want to say, good thing you made the con save. Yeah. It is now Ma's turn. Ma's going to back up into the sphere. Ma's going to be like, catch you cool kids on the flip side. Bye. <laughs> she climbs back into the infinite creation machine, and then something else steps out. <laughs> That's right. And it steps out. So you've had two very large things hop out of it enough that the, the sphere needs to turn on its axis to let it out. But now you see that it kind of just stays up and down and you see like a little thing slips out underneath. It is square. But then you see it's like, you can see also see it's like little guts through an atomic purple case. And it says, hello everyone. Does anyone want to play a game? And this is an N64 with little cartoon legs, little cartoon <laughs> arms, a face and a mouth. It's talking through, it's talking through, it's cartridge incredible oh, fuck are you wow. gonna do who wants to play a game no i have one. nfl blitz you guys <laughs> we keep getting stuck in time loops when you're around go away how about i don't who wants what? to play golden eye you know it can be odd job can you electrocute <laughs> that guy no I'm going to kill you in the game and also for real. So now the, the Ma is gone, but the sentient N64 is now here to replace it. Uh, Milo, it is your turn. Okay, I have some questions for you, Eric. Sure. Would this computer machine thing have some kind of intelligence score? Uh, no, it is a construct. It's a construct. I had a really cool idea, but I don't know if you'll let me do it. What were you thinking? I was going to cast Awaken on this computer and give it AI, essentially. Interesting. Roll, so it becomes, roll an Arcana for me, my man. <laughs> so it sort of becomes sentient and can make its own decisions. That sounds great. Are we going to teach a computer about civic responsibility? Yes, we are. I oh, will say, though, yeah. you have concentration on, on heat metal, so you would have to drop that. No, I looked it up. I just looked it up because I've been okay. doing it wrong. It only drops concentration if I do another concentration spell. Oh. I can do... Yes an attack as long as it's not a concentration spell or if I get hit or whatever, you know? Sure. I've been doing that wrong for a long time. I did not know that. That's true. So I rolled a nine plus five for 14. Oh. Maybe, hold on, is... Here's what I'll tell you. With a 14... Arcana, you think about awakening this thing. You try to like, you like step through the, the planes of death to see if it has a soul or something. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. Yeah. Here's the thing. Constructs don't have souls. What is inside of this thing? It's, an, oh, it's Dr. Morrow's consciousness. Yes, it is. Gutenberg said there is some sort of Dr. Morrow inside of here. Oh, it God. is not her consciousness because you saw her alive, but there, she, he said there's something in there. I'm not going to let you do it on this turn, but if you want to try to get, get up, uh, up in there and get that Arcana check real high, we'll see. We'll see we can talk about it. Okay, cool. All right. I'm going to clear the way for you. Yeah. Then I'm also going to use, go ahead and use my heat metal as my bonus action. Cool. And do 4d8 damage again. 
Brandon, that's the Four. coolest fucking shit I've ever heard. 16 damage. 16 damage. 16 okay. fire damage, if that matters for these little guys. You did 24. That adds up to a round number. Two more of the drones pop, and yeah. now only one is, like, struggling to hold one of the wires up, and Gutenberg says, can you not? Can you just not? There's uh, there are so many other things for you to deal with. I know that, like, it's all gay. You can't do really anything, and it's all fine. It's it's all going to bad bad happen to you. But, like, come on. Come on. Stop. Oh, I'm Come sorry. Are you talking to me? I wasn't listening to you. I was busy popping all of your droids and drones. <sighs> like zits. Fucking millennials. <laughs> You're not my boss. You don't sign my paycheck. Pensions are dead. I am your boss. I'm your elder. Not how it works. All right. It is now Triplicate's turn. Triplicate is once again going to pull more copies of themselves out. There are now seven triplicates that are standing around Gutenberg. Great. Aggie, it's your turn. Fuck them. I'm going to press send on my text and add to the end of it. It's the stump next to the boathouse. Password is boobies. And uh, <laughs> flame on, bitches. Press send. Cool. Um, but then otherwise, just kind of like stretch my arms out, like keep in my form and block the doorway and hold my turn for the next round to help Milo. Hell yes. Okay, so you're going to wait for Milo's turn. You're going to hold your action until Milo does another Arcana check. Thank you. Yes. Okay, cool. We will come back to that. We'll talk about how you're able to do that together. It is now Val's turn. Great. I mean, I got to deal with this Giga Bear because it is like eating my face right now. So yeah, I am true. going to go into a rage. Woo! Love the return of the Giga Bear. And I'm going to punch this Giga Bear. Yeah. Cool. Punch that Giga Bear. Remember to subtract six from this first attack. Right. Uh, you know what? I'm actually going to attack recklessly then. Great. And then I'll also get some temporary hit points, which will be nice. So I'm subtracting six. Mm -hmm. So it's 11. Okay. That does not hit. Well, it's 11. And then I add my proficiency and my strength. Oh, great. Yes, that does hit. I want you to make a wisdom saving throw. A wisdom saving throw. Not my specialty. Chikar got a net 20, though, on that. Fuck yeah! You did. Incredible. The N64 goes, no, no, no. You're going to have to do it over. And then the punch that you did at the Giga Bear goes backwards. And I want you to roll your attack again, but you have advantage because you got the net 20. Fuck yeah, bro. And I'm not subtracting the six anymore, or yeah? You are still subtracting the okay. six because it's quote unquote the same attack. Great. 21? Yeah, that hits. That's cool. Great. That's very cool. Did I still use my reckless attack then? Uh, yes, you did. Great. All right. And then second attack, 18 plus nine. Make another wisdom saving throw. Okay. It's a three. No, no, no. You're going to have to play again. Now you have disadvantage on this attack. Great. I love this little guy. It's like a cousin of Clippy. Oh, God, I rolled another nat 20, but a nine. So this is 18. Does that hit? That still hits, yes. Okay, great to you. Fucking suck it, little guy. Oh, damn, <laughs> you playing his odd job. That's a, that's a cheat. You know that's a cheat. He's so small, I can't shoot at him, and he has a sharp hat. Who has a sharp hat? Who uses that as a weapon? <laughs> so, it's six damage from just regular, mm. plus three, that's nine, plus an additional nine is 18, and then it's also going to take an additional three fire damage because I have mantle of flame going. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what does it look like when you, you fight through these punches? What does it look like you're doing to the Giga Bear? I think it's like 
Val looks like a lion tamer with the Giga Bear's mouth. Yeah. It's not even like punches, really. It's prying its jaws open while my hands are on fire. Great. Like Val Jonah emerging from the stomach of the time shark. Incredible. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking badass. As you put your flame hands on the Giga Bear's mouth and you wrench it open, you melt its ice fangs down. And now it just has like little, like, you know, when you look at a Brontosaurus teeth it's like this is what a carnivore looked like and this is what a herbivore looks like and you like sand it all the way down and it's like eat some fucking lettuce no (laughs) eat some fucking arugula come on iceberg lettuce only (laughs) that was a pun uh so yeah you have you are you are weakening this oh wait i'm sorry eric i only rolled damage for one attack there and i hit on two I figured out. That seemed less than I thought yeah, it was. Yeah, I was like, that's not a lot. Mm-hmm. Let's roll for the other one. So six fire damage, 22 points of damage total. Nine of those were fire damage. Yeah, I think you do that for the first one, and then the other one, you just you melt all the way through the Giga Bear's face, and it bursts into pixels. The Giga Bear is done. Later. Yeah! It is now the infinite creation machines again on initiative 10. The infinite creation machine spins up, points itself down to let another big thing step out. You think that it is another bear because you see two bear paws step out. They seem to be regular sized bear and not giant giga bear stuff. And then you see the dragging on the ground is kind of like a double barreled shotgun and a snake siffing. And then you hear... Y'all, who wants to talk about non-fungible tokens? No, no. Big Jeff, why would you God do this to it. us? A too Big Jeff. The bear takes a step forward, though you see it is not two separate entities, but one together. Oh. Painkiller Larson is like a centaur into Big Jeff. This is big pain, my friends, oh, and they want man. you to invest in crypto. Oh, boy. Y'all, this is, it is the Wild West out here, and we're going to make some money just like the bandits out there. Who wants to talk about it? No. Oh, boy. So it is just like Cowboy Painkiller Larson sent Tor into a bear, a four-legged bear body. I can't even appeal to Big Jeff's greater sensibilities now. His left arm is a double-barreled shotgun. The right arm is a rattlesnake. Snake. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Great. Guys, can we all just skip our next turn so Eric has to monologue as Big Pain? <laughs> I would like you all to make perception checks. Nine. 22. 26. Is that all good? Right. That is good. Uh, it's not as good as what Amanda did, and I just think that we need to uplift female creators. Uh, no! Not corporate feminism! <laughs> I got 22. I thought you got a 29. No. No, Brandon, it's now time to uplift the Brandons that you have. The white men on this podcast? Finally, the yeah. straight white guy's turn. We have to recognize the contributions of dump truck asses to, to <laughs> adventuring we parties. We found it. That's it. That's it. All right. You two both get it. You rolled above a 20. Gutenberg looks concerned. He's like, did I? Did that come out of my head? What was that? He's kind of, he says it to himself, but you see him look concerned out of what's happening with the infinite creation machine and what's the weird shit coming out of it. Nice. But that's all, that is what I'll give you. Oh, Cassandra's brain is making it all funky. Yeah, a pinch of Cassandra in a soup will really change the flavor profile, I gotta tell you. <laughs> it's like adding anything smoked to any recipe. You're like, whoa, that was a little much. You add Cassandra to the soup and it turns into like fucking deep dish pizza, you know? Yeah. All right, it is now the sommelier's turn. And the sommelier says, you can't keep me from defending 
the per my job person. I'm gonna take you down, multi-tool. I roll my eyes. <laughs> uh, she once again she rips open her uh, her bodysuit to reveal as much chest as is allowed in this comic book. Stop it! She turns around and you hear a clunk and you see something glowing and you see that she has pulled out like a full cartoonish looking like radioactive waste barrel. Be like, I'm gonna get you. I'm gonna get you, multi-tool. And then she, she picks it up and, and like opens the top up and tosses the contents at you. You could be like solving world hunger right now. But that's <laughs> not what my job is. Make a constitution saving uh, throw, please. Somalia doesn't do food. We've gone over this. It's true. You can't eat parts of the Somalia. That's only a four. Take 33 points of poison damage, and you are poison. Oh, I'm afraid to say that I am still a monk, and I have purity of body, which means I'm immune to disease and poison. <laughs> okay, fucking suck it. Which has never come up in this campaign until today. Hey, literally suck it. I'm going to say you don't take the poison condition, and also you're going to take half damage, so you get automatic half damage from that 33 That's divided fine. by 2, and rounded up is 17 points of Radioactive damage. Okay. It's a real Pokemon, you know. Yeah, it's it's one it's one of those hacked Pokemon games where you have a radioactive Pokemon. Yeah. Hell yes. Okay, it's the Somalia story. I think the Somalia also be like comes up close to you and be like, so what's your plan? Fucking defeat Gutenberg. Nerf yourself. Knock yourself out. Take a nap. There's no cameras here. All right, sounds great. I'll definitely go do that. If someone, yeah, I love getting paid and getting and not having to work. Also, you should do like a random object yoga channel. People love those mesh cutouts. What are you doing here? <laughs> I'm not trying to turn myself into a brand. I just want to get paid. Why is Fine. everything about being a brand? Uh, fair enough. Okay, I'm, I'll get out of here like as soon as possible. Remember, he doesn't like being hot. Someone put their hand, get some fire on that guy. I'm trying. Go, go open the door. I sent out an SOS. I'm going to let people in. All right, I'll let people in. That's fine. And stay out. Well, I could at least open a pawn shop, you know? Yeah, that's true. She could just sell things. Yeah. The conflict of taking parts of yourself and then selling it is complicated. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure that's legit. Cool. It is on the machine's turn. The machine is going, there's going to be Gutenberg is going to share that time. The machine is cool as of now. Oh, we got to keep heating that shit up. And G Gutenberg is fine. So instead, Gutenberg is going to distribute the number of drones between the two. He's going to send... There are five drones on each. It's going to be three on one and three on the other. God, why is he rational? You got rid of four and there were 10. Yeah. So now they're they're split three and three. Be like, it's, you can't stop it. It's just going to keep happening. We're inevitable. Super and everything that I want, we're inevitable. Okay, thanks, bro. Hey, it's Eric. When Campaign 2 was just a twinkle in your podcast player, I had written down some questions that I wanted to touch on if we were going to have a campaign of a modern superhero story. Who has control of the future? Is it better to stand out or not? What does it mean to be special in the 21st century? Who wants to be a hero? Can you beat up the evils of the world? It's funny because we started recording Camping 2 at the end of 2019, and I felt like I was reflecting on what Marvel had kind of wrought. Like this was the end of Endgame. All of that was coming, kind of coming to a to an end, and there was a real idea of what a superhero story was, at least in these movies. 
But these questions feel even more resonant in the middle of 2022. I feel like we were talking to that more so as 2020 got started and as the campaign got started. But now here we are at the end of this story. And I just want to say thank you for coming along on this ride. The Gutenberg story is coming to a close and all of us are so, so happy you enjoyed listening. I can't believe how this has grown and all of the characters we've we've met and how Val and Milo and Aggie have blossomed into their own thing as they've gone through this this entire story. Looking at the the poster that Sarah Barra has been putting together, it has 41 characters in it, and that seems like such a large number, but also so small in Lake Town City because Lake Town City feels real to me in so many ways. But seeing them, like, drawn out, they really are real characters that we've come to love. And I just, again, I just want to say thank you. Join the party's continuing. We're we're going right into something else after this. But I'm so happy that you all listened. So, welcome to the last mid-roll of Campaign 2. Yes, there is a better help ad with the Bone Witch. I want to give a special shout-out to our patrons... This money kickstarted Multitude. Join the party between Amanda, Brandon, and I was really the thing that got Multitude together and was kind of the glue that was able to bring in our original shows altogether, especially the money that came in from the patrons for Join the Party. This lets us pour time and energy into an incredibly work-intensive show, and we can get lost in another world for a little bit. It also let us bring on Julia, which is incredible, and she's been integral to making Campaign 2 what it is. And you are 600 plus strong. You were the highlight of my day. Checking in on the Discord, I have to say, I feel so incredibly special to have watched you all freak out on the particularly spicy episode days that we dropped or when we teased the live show. It's been, it's so nice to watch. So if you want to be a part of this, you want to continue to help join the party grow as we go from campaign to beyond, patreon.com slash join the party pod. We'll see you there. We are sponsored this week by Hero Forge. Hero Forge offers fully customizable tabletop minis with dozens of fantasy species and thousands of parts to choose from. These custom minis come in a variety of materials, including color printed options, and they have downloadable model files for users to 3D print designs at home. So, design your unique miniature and get it printed in full color, no painting needed, with Hero Forge custom color minis. I also want to say you can do various genres, it's not just fantasy. So, maybe when you're figuring out what you're going to do after your campaign that you've been running for a little while, you can look at the different genres that they have and kind of start to visualize that in your head. It's really, really fun. Thank you, Hero Forge, for being an incredible part of Campaign 2. I'm sure we'll see more episodes with you coming forward. Visit HeroForge.com to start designing your custom miniature today and check back often. New content is added every single week. We are also sponsored by Backblaze. They provide unlimited backup for your Mac or PC. That's movies, that's music, that's photos, that's videos, that's projects, all that data. We actually have every single thing recorded through Multitude, through the Multitude Studio, backed up on Backblaze. Just in case something happens, we want it in the cloud. 
It runs in the background of your computer, keeping your files safe without you needing to do anything. And if you ever needed to, you can download individual files or restore your entire device from anywhere in the world via web access. Or, you know, they'll actually send you like a physical, a physical brick with all of your data on it. Start an 15-day free trial with no credit card required at backblaze.com slash JTP. Plenty of time to upload and download some files. 15 days is a lot of time. Seriously, back your stuff up like we do at Multitude at backblaze.com slash join the party. I'm like a little emotional <laughs> doing this one. Okay, here we go. Finally, this podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. Stress shows up in all kinds of ways. In a world that is telling you to do more, sleep less, and grind all the time, here is your reminder to take care of yourself. Do less, give your bones to a witch in the woods to foretell the future and that it's all going to be okay, or maybe you can try some therapy. BetterHelp is customized online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist, so you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. It is much more affordable than in-person therapy, which is honestly the most important thing here. Therapy is expensive. BetterHelp is trying to help us out. Give it a try and see if online therapy can help lower your stress. Join the party listeners, as always. Get 10% off their first month at BetterHelp.com slash join the party. That is B-E-T-T-E-R-H-E-L-P dot com slash join the party. And now, back to the finale. It is now Milo's turn. So, last turn, if you'll remember... Yes. Last time on Milo's turn. <laughs> Last time on Milo's turn. <laughs> I used an Arcana check to sort of map the way into this machine. Sure. Through the soul plane. And now that I have that map, I would like to try to cast Awaken with another Arcana check. And with the knowledge I have, hopefully be successful in uh, waking up this part of Dr. Morrow that's inside this machine. Wake Interesting. Okay. So this is Aggie. You, you you had held your turn for this as well, mm-hmm. right? So what do you two want to do? I mean, what if I just like, what if I become my sheet form and like make a little concentration tunnel between you and the machine? <laughs> um, I could become like a big satellite dish and like stretch myself out like a satellite dish behind you to amplify the signal. That yes. sounds cool. I love that. Okay. I don't know what diner order this is. Uh, maybe like a, a, a almost special, but Aggie's going to stretch from noodle mode into sheet mode and form like <laughs> a perfect circle, a disc behind Milo, curved toward the machine, like I'm a, a satellite TV dish uh, helping amplify the signal. I love this. In the training room, we had to go over the mathematics of all the curves and the angles to make sure it was properly tuned yeah. to the right death frequency. Incredible. I'm like, ow, <laughs> it like hurts my tummy. so i think while multi-tool sets up the classic satellite link maneuver that we've done so many times before you can put use some key points no no i I am i am i am (laughs) milo's going to reach out through the death plane into this machine and try to connect with dr morrow's bits and bytes in the machine sure and what i'm gonna do to connect is talk about my dad and just bring up you know how much he wants to like start a normal life with dr morrow and i'm vomiting as i do it on my brain what is it what is it yeah do it what is it 
so I think you sort of like see like a quote of like classical sci-fi sort of green wireframes and almost like Milo's ghost soul body, almost a la Tron bike going down this like digital highway towards Dr. Morrow uh, in the middle of this big machine. And along the way, he's just sort of like gently whispering, I could be your son. You could, you could come, we could move into the mansion. We, my dad, he talks about you all the time. He told me about how much he loves spending time with you. You just gotta reach out, Dr. Morrow. You just gotta reach out. Jesus Christ. I want both of you to roll d20s and then both of you use, Brandon, what's your Arcana modifier? Plus five. Cool. Both of you roll, roll using that Arcana modifier. You need gotta beat a 20. Total or one of us? One of you. I got four. <laughs> I got a dirty 20. Dirty 20? You got a dirty 20? Got 15. Dirty 20! Let's go! Yes. Hell yes! I think it's just like, yeah, fuck. It's like, you see the satellite beam is fucking beaming. I want to be your son into the creation machine. Damn. And then you're going to cast, uh, you're going to use the, the spell Awaken. Yeah. Hell yes. So basically what happens is it, it gives the target an intelligence score of 10, and it also gains the ability to speak a language I know, which will be English. Cool. So essentially it becomes a sentient computer. I, I gave this thing AI. Cool. I like it. Listen, if this is a part of Dr. Morrow in here, the intelligence is higher than 10. I'll tell you that much, my friend. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I also just rolled my spell surge and rolled a three, so I'm good. Ooh, That's so close to, three, to the number. So <laughs> Jesus it's Christ. It's statistically random. Mm, is it? <laughs> is it really? Is it? Or is it the vibes you're giving? <laughs> I'm also whispering between sentences, Anubis, guide me. Anubis, guide me. Anubis, send me the latest episode of Ozark if, uh, if you have them ahead of time. I'm waiting for that last season. He's been waiting on you. <laughs> cool. All right. Here is what's going to happen. All right. Yeah. So you, you send your ghostly energy inside of here and I think like you see that the wireframes go from the the brilliant green the like neon green and it starts changing all different types of color it's like running through the color wheel like someone has spun a color wheel like a globe and it's just cycling through all of them it says I'm awake I'm here and I'm ready to make some stuff Jesus Christ (laughs) welcome to the world I like being alive. We like it too. Gutenberg is like, I hate whatever. I hate whatever is happening over there, <laughs> and I do not like that my brain is attached to it. Before we move on to the next turn, I'm going to quickly cast my heat metal as a bonus action. It's going to be eight, twenty-three. Great. Two more of them pop. So there is one on one wire and three on the other. Gutenberg is looking, is just very confused and upset about everything that's happening here. It is now Triplicate's turn. Triplicate is once again going to pull three more out of themselves. So that's three, four, seven. That's up to ten. They're going to, and five of them are going to run at you, Milo, and be like, stop doing things. I'm going to attack you five times. Okay. Five times. Jesus Christ. A 19 hits. Yeah, I'm at 16. 16? All right, well, they only have a plus one to attack, so you get hit twice. Okay. I also need to do a concentration check once you have done yes. the damage. Uh, you take uh, 12 points of damage as all of them take out, like, a gold-encrusted knife. All of them have one, and all of them try to stab at you. You take, but only two of them hit because they're not very talented at using knife. Cool. So I'll roll one concentration check. I have to beat a 10 because half of 12 is six. Cool. (laughs) 
Brandon. I lose concentration. I got a four. Incredible. Oh, the piss. the the wires are no longer hot, and the the little drone like takes its dragon wing and like wipes its prow. It's like woof. Glad that's not happening. The uh, ones that landed attacks on Brandon are gonna take three fire damage each, please. As my reaction, I'm also going to cast Hail the Spirits, and so my ghosts are going to like hang ten on Julia's attack here. <laughs> like a little ghost my, surfer. Like, licks of fire that fly off of me. Yeah, they're gonna surf the flames and give them nine damage as well. Alright, I'm gonna treat that because it is a swarm. So it's going to be three plus nines for 12. You see one of them just disintegrates into nothing. <laughs> and you're like, ah, I was attacking you. You can't do that in return. That's not fair. That's just not fair. Now that Milo's not concentrating, he turns to Triplicate and says, eat it, douchebag. <laughs> no, I don't want to. <laughs> uh, it is our Aggie's turn. What to do? If you guys clear the path... I can get to Gutenberg and just light him up. That sounds good. Aggie is going to go from a big old sheet to a little rubber ball. And (laughs) I'm going to launch myself backward against the wall to then shoot forward and use all of my movement to move up to my speed in a straight line at Gutenberg. Nice. If I enter a creature's space, they must make a deck saving throw. On a failed save, I knock them over and they take damage and they're knock prone. Cool. Let me roll a d10 for the number of triplicates there are in a straight line. <laughs> I rolled a four. There are four copies of triplicate in the way. Okay. Four deck saving throws, please. If it was 10, they could be in a bowling pin arrangement. <laughs> Plus Guten, And then Gutenberg is kind of at the end of that line? Yes. Okay, cool. Um, the N64 is going to go, ah, 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 it seems like you're cheating. We don't use any game genies here. As you've rocketed yourself across the way, it sends you back and you need to rocket yourself again. So uh, let's see the wisdom saving throw to see if I get any bonuses on these saves. 18. Oh, that's good. Okay, nope. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, piss. All right, I'm going to make saving throws for four of the triplicates plus Gutenberg. That's right. All right. (laughs) Here's what I rolled. Four, five, four, 18, natural one. Incredible. So the last one is Gutenberg, right? Yes, it is. So here is what happens. You bowl your way through. One of the triplicates are able to jump out of the way out of the group of four. You can bowl over one of them that ran in that ran to stab Milo, and you can hit two more that is kind of in the grouping that is around Gutenberg. So they're all knock prone and take 2d6 damage each. All right, roll 2d6 damage. Okay, so that's eight damage and prone for all the ones that get knocked over. They're knocked prone. Okay. What do you? What does this look like for you? Just do you explain what you rocketing as a pinball. Yeah, I just I become perfectly round. I like I tuck all my stuff in like a like an Olympic diver, and <laughs> I am just an olive green ball with sharp edges around the sides that slice everybody I hit, flying toward Gutenberg's face. Fucking cool. Incredible. So. You take down three of the triplicates just from that, but as you are right about to smash into Gutenberg, two triplicates jump in the way, and they like hit you off your path and knock you out of the way from hitting Gutenberg. That is what triplicate is able to do as a reaction is get in the way. I rolled an at one, so you're going to take down two more. Four triplicates are down. There are now, (laughs) I went from 10 to nine, and now four are down, so I'm down to five triplicates. There are, are three surrounding Gutenberg and two around Milo. 
Yes. Yeah, the other ones kind of just like descend. As soon as they fall over, they're like, no, I don't you to be myself up. And they just like burst into dust on the ground. Like turtles. <laughs> They've never had to pick themselves up by their bootstraps, Brandon. Ah, uh, I get it. That was my action. Can I take my unarmed strike as a bonus action as a monk? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. I want to try to punch one of the triplicates defending Gutenberg. Do it. That's a 25 to hit. Oh, that hits. This is a frail, frail person who doesn't have any social skills or any survival skills. Uh, nine damage. <laughs> oh, nah, you, you rough one of them up real bad. And they're like, no, stop. I was just born recently. They have a perfect <laughs> drop of blood out their nose. Yeah. Hell yeah. So that one is doing real, real bad. Great job to Amanda, who I like a lot. It is Val's turn. <laughs> Everybody is prone, Val, and I just damaged one of them that's around Gutenberg, so you should have a clear path. Okay. How far away is Gutenberg from me? Uh, you would have to kind of, like, move away. The N64 is still kind of around lurking, though. Sure, no, I, I'm willing to take attacks of opportunity. I just want to know if I can get to him in one turn. Uh, yes, definitely. With your speed, with, with your Sonic the Hedgehog, absolutely. Great. So I would like to, I'm not going to disengage. I'll take any of attacks of opportunity on me, but cool. I'm going to just fucking go after Gutenberg. It's time. Yeah. You were pretty, you two were pretty close, Mother and Val. So I think the, the, the triple catch are going to try to get some attacks off you. That's fine. It's a 16 and an eight. So that's only one. Um, it's going to stab you right in the, right in the shoulder with a golden knife. Uh, you take seven points of slashing damage, which. Halved. Yeah. So that'd take four. Okay. And then you can bowl your way over. Okay. If you want to go through, you will have to pass through the other triplicates. That's so you're going to take attacks of opportunity from them as well. Fine. Cool. This fight is so fun. This is the best D&D fight of all time. Okay. I got a 15, a 15, and a nat 20. So. Bring it on. Come on. 18 points of piercing damage so that you can have that to nine. Great. And then, yeah, you want to swing on Gutenberg? Yes, I would also like every one of those ones that attacked me is going to take three fire damage. Thank cool. you. Cool. The one that Aggie hit just bursts into dust. Tight. So now there's only two left. All right, here we go. 21. Light this fucker up. That hits. And then a 23. Okay, yeah, those both hit. The One of them bursts into dust, and the other one just actually rolled damage on one of them. Okay, great. 23. 20, yeah, you you burst one into dust, and the other one, you just do a rock and fire punch right to the chin of a fancy, fancy lad. Like, no, I don't like this. Nor should I you. thought I could do it. I thought I could do it when I wouldn't be hit. No. The real triple kit is just holding their nose. It's bleeding. Great. I'm going to bonus action use my Battle Rager armor. Cool. Jesus Christ. Which I haven't used in a while, and this is going to be on... Gutenberg. Yes. Unless Triple Kit shows you in the way again. Oh, Eric. Mm -hmm. I did roll a nat 20 on Battle Rage yeah. Armor, which is not ideal. Yeah, what do you do? What do you do? So basically, I feel like it's just like Val has pushed their way through all of this nonsense and all of this bullshit and then just looks at Gutenberg and drops a shoulder and just spikes right into his chest. That's interesting you say that. Please make a wisdom saving throw for me. Hey, fuck you, man. <laughs> um, 13. Roll, roll that attack again with disadvantage. Fuck you. Okay. A dirty 20. 
That's cheating! As you reverse back from your sick crit, and unfortunately, you just do the you just do regular. That's fine. All right, so still damage. I only rolled a one on the dice, but additionally, I get. 12 more damage, so that's 13, and then an additional, this becomes fire damage sure. because it's the Battle Rager armor. Mm-hmm. Great. So it becomes 13 points of damage plus an additional three, 16 fire damage. Hell yeah. Hey, Julia, how do you take out this fancy lad? <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's against the fancy lad? They jumped in front of the way. Totally fine, great. I. I just, you know, Val was going for Gutenberg, and so when Triplicate jumps in the way, I think Val kind of moves their shoulder, and it, like, slashes them across the chest, and you can't really tell the blood from the beautiful red wine terry cloth jumpsuit that they're wearing. (laughs) No! Get get Dr. Moon. No, wait, that's not the doctor I like. Get Dr. Frankenstein, Frankenstein. This is for dragging me around that gala all night. I felt so fucking foolish. Fine. <laughs> <laughs> it is now the machine's turn. On this turn is also when uh when our good friend Big Pain is going to go. <laughs> Big Pain is going to gallop towards Gutenberg, but like, well, howdy! You seem like such a smart-looking investor, ready to, to put your money in a burgeoning area. What do you say to that? I love this. You should invest. It seems smart and prudent. Y'all, I think we should all pull out our phones, and I'll teach you all how to get crypto wallets. <laughs> and Val, I need you to make a wisdom saving throw. I'm wow. using a modified version of Compel Duel, where all you can do is argue with uh, Big Pain about NFTs. That's amazing. Here's the thing, Eric. Val hates crypto with a burning passion. And <laughs> NFTs are the devil, and they rolled a 19. Inc- yeah. <laughs> yeah! Incredible. You're like, I don't know anything except for cash. Cash-based economy. <laughs> I literally didn't have a bank account until this year. (laughs) Well, it's very easy for you to download a crypto wallet. I'll walk you through it. No, thank you. You don't need the banks. You have beaten it here. Uh, Big Pain is going to fire on you as well. Fine. (laughs) Capella Duel is fucking awesome. I love that. Okay. That is a 17 and a 21. Sure. They both hit. Cool. Bummer. My AC is so low. What's your AC? Don't you have a plus one to that with the Mercury? 14. That's with the Mercury? It was 13 before. Dang. My dexterity is not very high. All right. You take 18 points of bludgeoning damage from the shot, but you take 18 points of poison damage as Big Pain puts the snake arm on top of the shotgun and fires both shotgun shells and poison at your face. So you take nine bludgeoning and 18 poison. Not doing great, guys. Dang. Could be doing better. Hell yes. It is also now the machine's turn. <sighs> this when Cassandra gets to get in the mix. But but Mr. Roboto. Let me see if I can help you out. And I think that just Aggie and Milo, you're hearing this in your head. As Aggie, you are still were like a receiver of this, and Milo, you're seeing this. Be like. I think uh, you all need someone to help you out. You know, kind of someone to keep all of your thoughts together. That might be helpful to you. And then you hear, kathump, kathump, 
thump, thump, <gasps> as three little rabbits hop out of the creation machine. <laughs> Uh, they are all wearing little bow ties, one red, one blue, one yellow. Oh. And each one hops over to each of you and like kind of jumps into your clothing as much as possible. <laughs> like one gets in Milo's cowl, like the other one tries to get in Vile's jacket. And I think that one is trying to, with a lot of struggle, get into one of a multi-tool's pockets. I rip oh. it open. <laughs> <laughs> and I will let you have advantage on one roll going forward, each of you. Only one, though. A lucky rabbit, if you will. You all get one lucky rabbit. Fuck yeah. Is it March, April, and June? Are those the names of our rabbits? Julia, I don't know how you saw my notes. That that, that was what, what it was. <laughs> Interesting. Interesting. That's so cute. That is going to be the Dr. Morrow inside's turn. The machine still has to go as the infinite creation machine tips upward once again. And you see a big wing kind of fly out, which is attached to a very long and slender body and another wing and a beak. But as you look much closer, you see that these are all knit with yarn. This is a massive, massive yarn bird that is flying out, being like, Aah! just it, it sounds horrific and terrible. You can look; it opens its its giant beak wide, and you can look inside of it, and you see that there's like roiling yarn organs inside. Like Gross. someone took the time to knit all of the innards as well, and it just it sounds horrible as the call of it cuts through you. Okay, knit awful sounds awesome, though. Yeah, it does. <laughs> I would put that in a fruit basket and display it in my house. This is very good. It is now the sommelier's turn. Sommelier's gone. <laughs> sommelier's <laughs> is gone. Excellent. It is now the machine's turn. Once again, goes all the way back around. I think what is going to happen is that Gutenberg is going to brace himself. I think that uh, although his big pain is bearing down on Val... They're like holding themselves ready to, as a flinch, ready to get punched a little bit. And I think that their concentration, kind of like icky black energy, surges through the wires towards the machine. And as it gets to the infinite creation machine, the wireframes go black for a second, then back to green. And you hear Milo and Aggie, you hear in your head that Dr. Morrow is screaming out in pain. No. Oh, no. Not my mom. It is now the yarn burn's turn. Uh, the yarn bird flaps over, seemingly floating through the air. How are these wi- How are these working? It almost looks like a parade float. It's not flapping. It's just kind of like floating through the air, almost like buffeted by something else. And it looks in its terrible yarn eyes, the same color as the rest of its body. It trains it on Milo. Brandon, please make a charisma saving throw. That bird uh. is going to fall in love with you. My best charisma, <laughs> my best skill. Hey, he rolled an 18 though. 18, yeah. baby. You did? Oh shit, okay. It calls out into the air towards you, another sickening, terrible, yarny, <laughs> yarny caw. And you see that a portal opens below you to swallow you up. But you see that Tuna is like propping you up off the ground and you're levitating off the ground by two inches. So you save that, you're good. Does Tuna play cool. with the yarn, Yeah, perhaps? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Tuna plays with the. It is once again like what Threadbare did. It is a rip in time and space, and Tuna's just like. Tuna comes out of it playing with yarn ball. Hell yes! It is once again Milo's turn. Cool. How's everyone doing health wise? Not you, Eric. I'm fine. Hey, hey, Milo. Uh huh. I don't think you've ever healed me in my entire fucking life. <laughs> Can you do me a solid, my guy? I can and I will. 
Volcani, my best of friends. And hey, Milo is going to cast Healing Word. Great. At level four. Nice. Fancy. So that means you get. Fancy lad. So you get 4d4 plus my spellcasting modifier, which is a nine, I believe. Yes, plus nine. Okay. Would you like to roll those, Julia? I would, Brandon. I love and respect you, but I'm going to roll these. <laughs> Has Val been a, a, a Dracula this whole time? Because if you're undead, then you can't get this. Uh, it's funny that you say that. This was a character reveal that I've been, I've been waiting for. <laughs> um, no, it's six plus three. That's nine plus nine, you said? Mm-hmm. So 18. 18. Hell yes. She's pretty good. Back up to... 59. Excellent. And I'm going to roll my spell surge. Yeah. That's a nine. We all good. Cool. Um, But that's a bonus action. So I'm going to use... I think I'm going to keep the healing train rolling and just do Wild Companion as my action and summon Tuna. And that means I get my symbiotic entity, which gives me three temporary hit points per level I have in this class. So I have 36 temporary hit points now. Hot damn. Hot damn. So now, Aggie, it is your turn to give you a lay of the land. Big Pain is here. The Yarn Bird is still here. The N64 is still bopping around trying to stop people from doing stuff. While Gutenberg is also bracing himself to get punched as uh, one drone holds up one wire and three drones hold up another wire to the infinite creation engine. What do you do? Can I see how these wires are attached to Gutenberg's head? Sure. They're kind of just like... You know when you're watching a medical drama and like they're attached like stickies or something? Yeah, it's like stickies, yeah. Can I just pull them off? Yeah, you want to run up there and pull them off? Yeah, I'm just going to attack the wire. Can I just pull it out of his head? Yeah, make a strength check. Okay. That's a 14 plus 1 15. Uh make a wisdom saving throw as the N64 says, "No, no, no. We're going to play what I want to play." Stop it. Uh 6. You also have the rabbit as a bonus. Can I reroll a saving throw? Yeah, you can use the rabbit for whatever you want. Okay, I'll do it again. As June snuggles up against your face. Aww. June, you're so fuzzy. Again, a six. Oh, uh, man. Yeah, you try. Maybe it's taped down with something pretty hard, but you're not able to pull the wires off. I use only the strongest industrial tapes. I got it from my friend the Bur- from in the Burj Khalifa. That's where he lives. What? <laughs> With the momentum of being like thrown back by the N64, mm. I'm, Aggie is just gonna just yell and then slam her hand with the tuning fork into the wall, setting off the vibration. And I want to cast a sonic version of myself to be right next to the N64. Sure. And switch places with it so that I can stab that N64 in the cartridge. I love it. Yeah, you can avoid the attack of opportunity from big pain. Um, You have one charge left in it. And yeah, you just uh, do an attack on the N64. This is fucking badass. Okay, 18 to hit. (laughs) That hits. All right. And then I get a D8 sonic and a D10 piercing. Okay, that's eight sonic and 10 piercing. Holy shit. I rolled an eight, yeah. a zero is, is a 10, right? Yeah. yeah. Holy Fuck shit. Yeah, oh, plus dex, which in my case is four. So that's a total of 22 points of damage. Amanda, how many HP do you think that this N64 has? I don't know. 
But I think that in a dramatic echo from a previous moment in this campaign, I am going to take the tuning fork and slam it into the ground, just like I volleyball spiked the previous N64. Just threw the N64. No, this N64 has 13 damage. No. <laughs> it, was, it was not even close. I thought you were going to tell me it was 8, because it was 8-bit. <laughs> well, 16-bit, maybe. Although it's 64 bits, but anyway. <laughs> <laughs> it's some numeral of 8 is what it is, actually. It's 16. Aww. Thank you. Yeah, you take out the N64. Hot damn. Let's go. And then as a bonus action, I'm going to get an unarmed strike in on Big Pain. Do it. On my way back. Yeah. Like you run back to Gutenberg and like hit Big Pain in the head on the way up. <laughs> exactly. I'm afraid I only take, um, I only, I got a natural one on that roll. That does, unfortunately. <laughs> so it doesn't hit. I'll stay where I am. I'm not going to use any movement. Sure. Uh, can you do make a wisdom saving throw for me? 11. Next turn, when you, when Big Pain, he begins like, what? Can you, why don't you debate me? Just debate me. Uh, when he uses <laughs> Compel Duel on you, uh, you get disadvantage on the saving throw. That's what that is your consequence for your net one. Can I, I mean, can I say to him, I'm happy to debate. Let's, let's step outside to the hallway. No, you can't, <laughs> that's not, no, you can't negotiate out of your net one. No. I mean, you can say that out loud. That's free action. You can definitely baby. still say that. Uh, it is Val's turn. Cool. It's Gutenberg dies time, actually. Mm-hmm. If you want to think about it like that. I'm just going to fucking attack him. Why, why the fuck not? What do else it. do I have to do? Burn the fucker. You crit on me, didn't you? You're rude. Yes! Yay! You're so rude to me. <laughs> I sure did. I'm so Double sorry. Double fucking damage, baby. Okay, yeah. I'm going to roll my second attack, too. Right, please. All right, if it makes you feel better, I rolled a two on the second attack. Yeah, that doesn't hit. That, that one doesn't hit. <laughs> Great. All right, I'm going to roll the attack. Double dice, right? Correct. Okay. It is nine bludgeoning. Okay. Ten fire. Okay. Plus three, mm-hmm. plus nine, plus an additional three. Okay. So it's 19 plus an additional 16. Okay. What does this crit look like? All, all the rage. This man has fucked me over so many times. And I think Val just finally, like, the flame in their eyes, flame coming off of their shoulders where the spikes are, flames everywhere. Val just finally reels back, punches him right in the gut. Vibrating, flaming, the friction of the friction of being slammed by something and also being like fucking rug burned from it from moving so fast. Jesus Christ. I love it. It's incredible. It is now the machine's turn. Here's what happens. You see that two of the drones just kind of fall out of the sky and just poof into pixels. And you see that Big Jeff is just like trying to talk to Aggie about how crypto is safer than cash. And then just like for a moment, he's just like talking backwards. He's just like, if you have cash, someone can just steal it out of your pocket. But if you have, if you have it in a wallet, that it doesn't. And then just like he can't, the the language is just backwards. It is garbled. You also hear the the, the yarn bird call out in pain as the yarn bird is going to ask Val to do a charisma saving throw. Hey, fuck you, yarn bird. I keep fighting what? birds, and I love it. Oh my god, I'm rolling so bad now. That's a five total. A portal is ripped in space time right under you and you fall in and it's just dark in there and you hear a k-thump, k-thump, k-thump and a wheeze. I'm gonna pet my rabbit. Oh, do it, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> 18. Fuck! Yeah! <laughs> I pet March on the head. 
Yeah, the uh, the portal opens below you, and March just hops out and gives you a peace sign, and then just goes through the portal for you. Bless you, March. Oh, you, March. Uh, poor rabbit. Hot damn. All right. It is now also Big Pain's turn, and Big Pain is going to try to compel dual Aggie. Aggie, make a wisdom saving throw with disadvantage. A 10. Okay. Can I use my last luck point here? Absolutely. You can roll straight because the disadvantage was on the, the other roll, but you don't have to roll with disadvantage anymore. I got a natural 20. Fuck! Yeah! yeah! What is even the point of doing a final <laughs> fight when you guys are rolling incredibly? Jesus Christ. We're also too quick rolling for like him. dog shit. I rolled two nat ones. It's like, up and down. Too quick for him. No time. I disagree. This is bad for me. Eric only. <laughs> also, you can just make a coin for whatever you want. You could have an, uh, an Aggie coin. Would you like that? One no! For all. No! <laughs> yells at this man. No! Incredible. No! Hell yes. Okay, it's the machine's turn again. I think that with everyone bearing down nice. on them, this sommelier is extremely god. Thank you. Everyone is bearing down. Everything is failing. It is now going back around to the machine's turn. And here's what happens. Gutenberg is looking, Val is looking you in the face. Gutenberg is sweating through his button-down shirt, his white button-down shirt. He has like a, a white ribbed tank top underneath, and you're gonna see the sweat mark coming through. And he's just looking uncomfortable, even in his most comfiest place he's been in his entire life. And like, I don't know why you just didn't want to join up. I had everything. You could have just gotten everything with me. What is the problem? You're the problem, and you should have put on more deodorant today. <laughs> you know what? Fuck you. Fuck your whole entire generation. I am not going to give you the satisfaction of winning here. As Gutenberg then up from his toes starts to disintegrate. And as you've seen copies of him before, you saw him just disappear into pixels. But now this is this matte black sort of energy that is roiling up from his feet. He Val, he reaches up and just gives you two middle fingers as his torso disappears. And then you see like it goes down his arm. Arms, and the only thing left are his two middle fingers and then up through his head as he sticks his tongue out at you and it goes up through the wires the bl matte black energy pulses through as everything starts to burst the remaining drones burst big pain in the middle of talking about how uh, it is actually really good for artists to do nfts because then they'll finally get respect for once in the entire human generation this appears the yarn bird starts to unravel and untangle and you see that all of the organs inside the yarn organs fall out as well as march the rabbit <laughs> just gonna fall out of the ground and then those disintegrate into pixels the end the matte black energy then goes up through the wires and like kind of destroys them as they go through and surges back in the infinite creation engine once again all of the the wireframes are bouncing around randomly, but once the matte black comes on them, it gains some sort of order. It's like some bounce up, some bounce down, and it flips through the entire color wheel once again, returns to a surging green. You then see on the side of the Infinite Creation Machine that like iPad that was stapled to it. It says, Final copying plan beginning. And the progress bar is starting at zero and quickly going up. You are out of initiative. Hey guys, we kicked that fucking guy's ass. Let's blow this thing up. Yeah. Also, did you guys like make a Dr. Moro in there? 
Kinda, more or less. It's kinda hard to explain. You don't really believe in Anubis, so you wouldn't quite get it. Okay. Guys, destroy this thing right now. It's it's doing a, yeah, a yeah. countdown, whatever. Great. I'm gonna fucking just punch it with fire as much as humanly possible. Like, <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna punch and kick and and wail on this. Sure. Yeah. All of you, uh, Val, Aggie, make attack rolls. A twelve and then twenty-five to hit. Do the damage for the twenty-five. Uh, dirty twenty and uh, extremely high, like twenty-seven or something like that. Yeah. Do your damage. Twenty-three and twenty-six. Okay. I got 20 and 22. Wonderful. <laughs> you guys sure did hit it hit hard. I think you are just wailing on this thing, the matte black orb, as it's spinning around. You're just kind of wailing on it as you hear it counts up like progress bar, 6%, progress bar, 8%, 10%. And I think that from the amount of damage that you're doing and Aggie, as you, from, you're softening it up, Val, with your fire damage, and Aggie, you slam it. You see like a panel of it falls off. Brandon, you asked a while ago, what is this thing made out of, right? This is a machine. And then the matte black is a coating of it. Like, it's like a shell that has been put on it so seamlessly. It looks like it just goes all the way around. But then you do enough damage that one of the panels just falls off to it. And you see that it's, it is like atomic purple in that way that it's like you can see what's inside of it. And you see, like looking into this is looking into something your brain cannot fathom. It is everything and anything moving at the same time, in and out and in and out. It's like you're looking at a cloud, right? Sometimes it's just a cloud, but other times it looks like your friend, and other times it looks like a sailboat, and other times it just looks like a square. Like, you cannot fathom what is happening inside of an infinite creation engine as you can see, but you can see a lot of, like, neon green in there. You know who probably can fathom all that nonsense? Dr. tomorrow. I love it in here! And you see is like it pulses as Dr. Morrow's voice comes out of it. And now all of you can hear it. It's just I get to make stuff all the time! It's wonderful! Can I cast Enhance Ability on the internal Dr. Morrow? What does that look like? Yeah, what does that look like? I dig into the breast pocket of my jumpsuit and I toss Milo our last remaining one-up mushroom. Milo catches the mushroom from Aggie and holds it in his hand as sort of necrotic energy washes over it and it turns that like ghostly purple and then he tosses it into the machine and enhance ability. I'm not sure if you'll allow me a little bit of leeway here. I'm not sure what check you would do, sure. but it would give you yeah. advantage on some kind of check. Some sort of thing. Yeah, no, that's totally fine. I love that. I think you toss the mushroom in and then you see like a surge of power and energy and be like, woo! Have anyone considered a black hole you can no. keep in your pocket? No. Or maybe, no, 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 no. Or maybe like a pizza that fits in your pocket, like a pocket pizza? Better. Yes. Better. Yes. Better. That's good. I like that. I like that a lot. It's good to see all of you. That's... Val... Milo, Aggie. It's good to see you too. I know I'm not actually Cassandra, but it feels like I am. That's weird. It's odd. Progression bar, 25%. Can you stop this machine? Is that possible? Can you really stop yourself as it is? I am the machine. If I stop myself, well, maybe. Let me think about this for a second. Progress bar 30%. We don't have much time. Yeah, can you stop the other part of the machine that isn't you? 
I can't stop that, but what I can do, maybe if I thought of something and I worked on something that would take all of me as much as possible, I would be able to do that and overcome this final copying plan. And let me tell you, the final copying plan, it's very bad. It is just infinite numbers of Gutenbergs out there just forever and ever. He will never die. He will exist forever. And I'm telling you that as a disembodied just creation being. Do that. I can just do what I want. Do any of you want to try it? You can come on in here. Wait, what's happening? Hold Hold on, on, what? what are we trying? <laughs> well, what I can do is I can try to think of something that is big and wild enough to overcome the final copying plan. But what I think you could do, if any of you want to come on in here, you definitely could do it and you could control it for yourself if that's something you're interested in. I, I guess. Have you tried thinking about what designing your future home with Hank Lane would look like? <laughs> oh, yeah, that fucking hottie. I love that guy. Yeah, I have. Though I ha I can't do I, that is a little too small, unfortunately. Can we somehow like What's something that Lake Town City needs? Yeah, transform these like icons of of Gutenberg into something that like everyone can have like a piece of diaphragm that gives them free energy or whatever it is, you know, like a solar panel that's made of diaphragm. Can you solve world hunger, interior Dr. Morrow? Is that big enough? Probably. Endless renewable energy for the planet based in Solita? There's a lot of land available now. I can work on that. That sounds wonderful. Yeah, so rebuilding Solita would also be pretty nice. Progress, 50%. Okay. Why don't you all, you can think about what you want. If you tell me, we'll see if that's possible. What do we want? Would Evan you like to try to make a roll to give you some clarity sure. of what's happening here? Yes. Is it just a D20? You can do insight if you want to try to figure out what Dr. Morrow is doing. You can do arcana or something like that to figure out like what is cosmically happening. Religion, maybe. Whatever skill you would like. 21 insight, y'all. Hell yeah. Yeah. Let's do perception. I got 23 for arcana. Great. I got a nat 20 on perception. <laughs> Fuck. These spicy dice! Okay, here's the combination of all this stuff. Dr. Morrow was used by Gutenberg as the kind of the in the one who comes up with ideas, right? Because Gutenberg's not able to do it. So there is some part of Dr. Morrow that was in, inserted in here, although it is kind of like an avatar of her, or maybe her creative ideas, her creative ideals. Perception at 20. As you look inside, maybe you see like flashes of what all of these could look like. Like maybe when you said world hunger, there is like an infinite creation machine, very cartoonist looking of just like, you know, a creation machine that just like plops out food at an infinite level. You could think about that. There's another one with uh, infinite energy where Solita is just turned into a massive power plant, but like in a good way, like it, it is totally the, the apotheosis of everything that is happening with her research of, of Delta radiation. It's just like, maybe it's like a mushroom farm that is turned, that has a bunch of wires stuck into it that is, it's turned into this other thing. With an arcana check, Brandon, I would say Anubis is very strictly the god of death, but there is an infinite idea and idea of creation in both religion and science of 
the, the big bang and creation. And it seems like this thing, this infinite creation engine has the power to create whatever. However, and I would say from everything that you've gathered here, this is unstable. And also the avatar, the pure avatar of Dr. Morrow's ability to create things is uh, having a tough time keeping all of its thoughts together. So unless you need to try to keep it on track in its own way, or maybe as Dr. Morrow said, someone goes in there, dot, 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 then you would be able to do it and you can decide whatever you would like to do. I would also say with your high arcana check, Anubis has impressed upon you that he is the god of death, not the god of creation. And if you die in physical means, you can probably be brought back pretty okay. But any other way is kind of, if it's outside of his domain, mm, I can't really do anything for you. I'm sorry, don't do that. So the person who goes inside, is that like a, like, oh, you're in the machine now and you can never come back out kind of thing? Maybe. So here's an idea. We could have the machine create another parallel universe in which it implants all of the Gutenbergs, and then they're just stuck in this universe, never to harm us ever again. It's not bad. Pocket universe, oops, all Gutenbergs. Oops, all Gutenbergs, pocket universe. But I think more importantly, one of us has to go in there, and I don't know if we're going to come back out. I've braved the shores of time before. I might as well brave the shores of space. <laughs> very, very casual, very cavalier about that. Yeah, I, I'll, I'll hop in there. That's fine. No, I, I, I can't just let you do that. I have to stop you as your friend and your colleague. Why not? I don't know. I can't just be okay with my friend dying. I might not die. Assuming that you are going to die. Maybe I'll, I'll end up in the other universe and I can tell other Aggie to lighten up. Someone feed pizza, okay? No! <laughs> and I'm going to, like, swan dive into the top of the machine. What the fuck, Aggie? Can I make a dexterity check to try to grab Abby, yeah. Aggie's ankle? Sure. Yeah, I want to do a strength check or something. Fuck. I got a 21. Can you beat that, Aggie? Well, I also got a 28, so fuck that. <laughs> So I think we we grab Aggie back and pull her, hold on, pull her back wait, in. Hold on, hold on. Amanda, can I tell you a secret? Okay. We had a real secret? Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm going to tell you a secret. Okay, let me mute. No, I'm just going to whisper it to you. I'm going to whisper it into your thing. Yeah. You guys definitely catch hold of my legs, but I'm going to use my last two key points and stretch my body so that my torso, arms, and head do make it in. Aggie, what the fuck? The fuck, Aggie? The infinite creation engine glows brighter and brighter and brighter as Aggie O'Hare enters into the engine of everything, where everything is made. Keep hold of my feet. Maybe you can pull me back out. I don't know. Okay. It glows brighter and brighter and brighter and washes out anything that Milo and Val can see. Aggie, what do you want that will help the future? I want everyone to be able to to chase their own bliss, do their own thing. I don't want anyone to take a, a bad job that's evil for the world because they need to make rent ever again.
It is a crisp winter day in Lake Town City. It is cold enough that everyone who lives here knows that you need to put on a heavy jacket. So everyone is just fine when it starts to dip below 40 degrees. It is nine in the morning and some people are walking to work. Some are running to get out of the way of those who are late to work. And people open the doors to go to their workshops, their computers, their painting studios. You see a panel, like a big panel of Lake Town City of everyone going about their workday, right? And then there's a small inset panel of someone at the grocery store. And they have a big cart, right? They have bread and eggs and veggies and fruit, but they also have Oreos and baby formula and diapers and soap. And they pull up to the cashier and they reach on the wallet and they take out a card and the card has a brilliant green forest on it and a hand stretching from one side to the other to reach out. And it's called the stretch card. And it has this person's name on it and a little code number. Given the cashier, all right, have fun at work. And the other person says, you know, if you do what you love, you never have to work a day in your life. And we close the book on campaign two. So, you find everything you needed? Oh, yeah, for sure. Uh, I actually found this cereal I didn't know that y'all carried, and I've been looking for it all over the city. <laughs> no way. W what is it? Oh, it's waffle stuff. It was huge in the 90s, but it was discontinued, but because of a Twitter campaign, General Cereals brought it back. What does it taste like? Great question. See, you'd think that it would taste like waffles and maple syrup, but it's actually... The cashier begins bagging the groceries and drops one bag into the cart. And we get a closer look at the groceries in that bag, specifically a package of frozen peas. It's white with a geometric ice blue wave pattern bordering the outside of the plastic bag. The brand, in clear black lettering, is People's Produce. And in the final panel, the customer grabs their bag as the peas glitch into pixels. 